Hello, and welcome to Next Reads, a podcast where we read the first chapter of a young adult or middle grade book to help you figure out what to read next. This podcast might contain language or situations some listeners might find offensive or unsettling. The North Liberty Library does not necessarily endorse any author's views, but it does support the freedom of speech and the freedom to read. I'm your host, Erin, Youth and Teen Services Librarian at the North Liberty Library. My pronouns are she and her. Welcome, listeners. Today, we are going to be reading from Denton Little's Death Date by Lance Rubin and it is a young adult book it's kind of science fictiony we haven't read a science fiction in a while so this one was fairly popular when it first came out but I thought I might revive it because there's also a sequel to this book as well so here's the setup tomorrow is the day I'm going to die I don't mean to get all dramatic about it. I've known that tomorrow is the day I will die since I was born. Just like almost everyone else in the world knows the date when they will die, thanks to the group of doctors, scientists, statisticians, and astrologers who pioneered the field of astrothenatogenetics, or ATG. Is it still weird and anxiety-provoking that my death date is tomorrow? Hell to the yes. But do I need to get movie preview voiceover guy intense about it? Probably not. Well, um, if Denton Little knew what was in store for his last day, hangovers, love triangles, jealous exes, shotgun standoffs, and mysterious rashes, he probably wouldn't be so calm. And did I mention that Denton's death date is the same day as senior prom? Oh yeah, good times. All right, so that's the setup. And I also think the cover is really funny. It's got a picture of like an old school hearse on it. Anyway. All right. So here we go. Chapter one. I don't think this is my bed. It's hard to know for sure as my head is in excruciating pain, but there's something about this bed that doesn't feel like me. It's got extra fluff. This is disappointing. I had a very clear vision for how the day of my funeral would start and it involved waking up in my own bed. I would yawn and stretch like a well-rested comic strip character as the smell of bacon wafted up from downstairs. There's so much bacon down here, my stepmom would shout. But instead, I'm swiping at my skull to make sure there aren't any knives sticking out of it as I listen to the voice of some lady who's not my stepmom talking about something that is not bacon. Nothing yet, she says from out in the hallway. Yes, trust me, I know this is important. Ow. Something's lumped up under my back. Possibly my old faithful companion, Blue Bronto. Maybe this is my bed after all. Nope, it's a pink koala. I have never owned a pink koala. Well, I'm doing everything I can, the woman in the hallway says. Of course, it's Paolo's mom. I'm in Paolo's house. I make a half-hearted attempt at sitting up and as the room slowly spins, I look around. My eye lands on a poster for the National Sarcasm Society. Like we need your support, it reads under the logo. This is not Paolo's room. It's a room I've been in approximately three times before. The room of Paolo's older but not by much sister, Veronica. So, I just woke up on the day of my funeral in my best friend's sister's bed. This was never part of my plan. Denton, are you awake in there? Paolo's mom says from just outside the door. I shoot back down and pull the blanket up over my head. 
She doesn't seem to care that I'm in her daughter's room, but I'd prefer to hide. No, he's still out cold, she says as she walks away. I shrug the blanket off, noticing a band-aid on my right index finger. I have no idea why it's there. I must have hurt my finger. At least my critical thinking skills are firing on all cylinders. I need to mobilize. I turn onto my stomach and my face mashes deep into the pillow, getting a full-on blast of girl smell. The scent, a mysterious amalgam of soap, peaches, and mint, travels up my nasal passages and slams into my brain. Wait. Veronica's face appears in my mind, speaking as she gets within kissing distance. It's just because I feel bad for you. I remember. I made out with my best friend's sister in my best friend's sister's bed last night. That's incredibly exciting. But wait a second. I have a girlfriend. A girlfriend who is not Veronica. I lift up the covers and look down at myself. My plaid shirt is unbuttoned. Thankfully, I'm still wearing jeans. But pants or not, I have completely betrayed my girlfriend, Taryn, who I really like. Her face pops into my brain. You're really cool and great and fun, but I don't think I can do this. Hold on. Did my girlfriend dump me last night? I put my hands on my face and joggle my head back and forth, hoping to ease my brain pain and settle my thoughts into some logical arrangement. She totally did. I made out with Veronica and got dumped by Taryn last night. Hopefully not in that order. My headache pulses. My mouth is sand. Don't be ridiculous, I hear Paolo's mom say in a sharp tone. He's just going to mess this up. Her intensity is sobering, but only for a fleeting second. Time to go. I roll to the other side of the bed. A rotting fruit smell collides with my nose, and I vomit. Right on Veronica's pillow. Oh, man. Through throw-up tears, I see an almost empty bottle of peach schnapps on the carpet near the bed. Gross. I hear a scary buzz from under the covers, and I spring into action, legs scrambling wildly as I propel myself back against the thin metal columns of Veronica's headboard. Approximately two seconds later, I realize the buzz was my phone, and not some sort of hostile bug. I am a cool, manly dude. Hey, are you awake yet? Paolo has texted. Yes, you in your room? I text back, wondering if he's writing to me from across the hall. As I wait for a response, I push the vomit pillow onto the floor where it lands amongst a tiny village of bags and crates, detritus from Veronica's first year at college. She just got home a few days ago. Ha, no, we got school today, bro, Paolo texts. Well, you don't, haha. Right, of course I don't, because my funeral is at 2 p.m. this afternoon. For the first time since opening my eyes, I don't think about what I'm doing in this room, what happened last night, or when the construction crew in my brain is going to let up. What I think is, tomorrow is the day I'm going to die. And that is the end of the chapter. And the next chapter gets into the genetics and a little bit more into his life. So... Anyways, I think the setup for this is pretty funny. I don't know what it would feel like to know that, like, you're going to die, like, at the exact date, but it might make you live a certain way. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed that little snippet of Denton Little's death date. And if not, there's a lot of other books that you can check out at the library or listen to online 
through various ways and means. I hope you join me next time for another Next Reads.